the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Let's Talk Kingdom Radio. I want to invite you to become a one-time investor with Let's Talk Kingdom Radio. Help us to keep growing in other cities nationwide, in magazine articles and other media. You are welcome to come to ltkradio.com and click on the Partner tab. We would love to see you there. Stay tuned for today's Kingdom Topic. Here's Olivia with today's message. Welcome to Let's Talk Kingdom Radio. My name is Olivia Barrett, and I am your host. It is an exciting day. There are some great things happening here in the show, and especially for today. So I want to welcome you um, into a kingdom conversation, something that you know a lot about and something that I have always been interested in. Like if you were to ask me, you know, okay, Olivia, tell me some of the things of the Bible that, you know, spark your curiosity the most, it would be the topic we're actually going to uh, connect with today. And so I want to jump right in because it's such a good one. But if you have heard of <laughs> the parable of the talents, then you know that I'm referring to a story where Jesus is speaking uh, to help people understand how the kingdom is going to work. And, you know, a lot of us have heard this story before. You know, we've actually, you know, wondered, where am I? You know, am I in the 10, the 5, or the 1? You know, and so there's some of this that I know you're familiar with. And there is some of this story that I want to highlight for some new ideas for us today. And so let me go ahead and pull this up so I can read it for you again. I am in love with the King James Version, and that is um, where we're going to be reading from. And so enjoy just the older language as I read it to you. But the ones that I want to focus on the most are 21 and 23. So his Lord said unto him, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Okay, so when I was reading this, you know, there's a couple of things that stand out to me. I mean, you know, anybody really wants to hear well done. I mean, as a kid, I have little kids who, you know, come home and show me papers and it's got stars and stickers and, you know, great job from the teacher and well done. You know, everybody wants to hear that. So, of course, that is standing out. Um, even my teenagers, you know, love to hear a well done on something that they've accomplished. And so, you know, to really start out the encouragement and the compliment um, from master to servant, it's amazing that it would start out there at well done. But the next thing is pretty great because this is actually um, a declaration over the servant, thou good and faithful servant, already you know, the master in this, who obviously is Jesus, um, you know, and if you actually need to learn a little bit more about, you know, that that really is Jesus speaking um, about himself, you know, then it's great. You can actually go further into 25 to see that. But 
he is calling the servant good. And, you know, if you go into scripture, it's kind of amazing. There's, you know, a handful of times that you read someone being called good. Um, This is like at the beginning when God, you know, created everything, he would look and say that is good. You know, that meant that what had been, um, you know, had been accomplished is actually the thing that had been planned. You know, it wasn't like um, something got changed at the end and that was not the plan. So he was calling something good because he knew that it had succeeded in the plan um, that he had for, you know, that thing as he created it. And so when you're thinking of good, um, this is exactly what Jesus is saying over that person. You have done something that is according to the plan um, that we wanted you to do, basically. And so good and faithful. And so talk about, you know, starting out the best compliment of the whole world right here. You know, well done, good and faithful servant. So, you know, immediately you read this and you're like, wow, thank you for acknowledging something that I thought, you know, was going to go well. I wasn't really sure, you know, but thank you. Yes, I, I feel the success in this or I feel the momentum in something. And so I appreciate, you know, you acknowledging that kind of that feels like the moment there for the servant, you know, as they're, you know, hearing these words from Jesus. And of course, in the story, it's the master. Thou have been faithful over a few things. Okay, so A few things. This has been, you know, it really stands out to me because a few things are something that we probably dismiss. And I've, you know, thought about this quite often. You know, the little things, the things that, you know, maybe don't feel very important, but actually are shaping my life. I was having this conversation with God today, just, you know, how important it is to Um, pay attention to smaller things that he's doing, you know, the smaller things that he's asking me to agree with or be faithful in. And, you know, I mean, it's funny. It's like I had to rearrange my schedule this morning and I was kind of like, am I going to get, you know, to the things I need to get done by adding all these other things? And I just hear God, you know, saying, keep going, (laughs) you know, keep, keep staying in this rhythm for today. It's a, it's a different one. Like things have gotten rearranged, but, you know, stay in it. And would you know, um, I I stayed faithful in that. Like I added, okay, I'm going to add these things to my route this morning. Okay. We're going to do this other stuff. And I ended up running into two people that, you know, one person I have actually wanted to connect with and, and pray over our school. And then the second one is a mom from a longtime friendship, you know, of my daughter from a long time ago. And it's like, okay, God, like, you know, doing things that feel a little out of order. But if it's something that you're bringing to me, um, then I'm just going to choose it. Like, I'm going to choose it. I'm going to choose to be faithful in this and then keep trusting that all the other things that are supposed to meant, you know, meant to happen are going to happen. And so um, that's kind of what it feels like is happening there. You know, like when the master is saying to the servant, um, there's a few things that you've been faithful in. Now, <laughs> this is interesting because I want to bring up something and I've been reading and researching just about this parable and, you know, ancient stories about even some of the description of the people in this story, you know, how they would behave. And then I was looking at um, some of the like jaw-dropping moments of what actually was given to the servants. And 
what they had in hand, just so you're aware, um, a, a talent was anywhere from 10 to 20 years worth of salary. Has anyone ever thought about that? I mean, so here it is. It's interesting. So you know, you've got one servant who received 10 talents, one servant that received five talents, and one servant that received one talent. Do you know that the person that received one talent received anywhere from 10 to 20 years of salary just in that talent? I mean, so when we're talking about that each person carried an enormous amount of money, we're talking about, I've, I've read this in different, um, you know, commentaries and kind of the research done here, but they were even saying that like one talent would be anywhere um, up to $400,000. So when you're thinking about, so the guy who got scared and hid his money, well, it's because he understood it was worth a lot. Isn't that interesting? Like to really see it from that perspective. But I want to say to you, like, this is really interesting because the master says to the servant that had 10 talents and actually doubled it. And then again, in 23 to the servant that had five talents and doubled it, he said the same thing. And it was the well done, good and faithful servant. But listen, he still said this one thing to them. You've been faithful over a few things. So isn't that amazing? Like, okay, so 10 talents at $400,000. I mean, I'm not doing the math straight in my head, but I believe that would be, you know, $4 million. $4 million that that person had, and then they doubled it. So then they're looking at $8 million. So, you know, you're thinking of... (laughs) Oh my goodness, if you had $4 million and you literally just gained a little bit, wouldn't that feel like a huge gain? I mean, it's interesting how that when the master was looking at the servant, he wasn't talking about quantity. He was talking about just how he perceives what they're carrying. You know, to us, we're carrying these enormous things, you know, these things that that weigh a lot, that have a lot of responsibility, that, you know, have a lot of, you know, character or have a lot of potential in them. I mean, we carry these things with us all the time. You know, it's how you uh, learn to treat somebody differently, or maybe it's how our we've decided to invest in ourselves. And now I'm no longer thinking those crazy things thoughts. I mean, you know, how we carry things and what we're carrying really carries value. You know, there's there's things that we know or things that we don't know and we want to learn or, you know, there's things of, I mean, redemption and, and you know the value of being in moments of redemption and freedom and how you you can tell the difference from what it was like being without it and now living with it, right? So you know these things carry value. When you're thinking about this tangible moment where the master is looking at the servant for the two servants that actually doubled the talents, he said the same thing. He said over a few things. You know, I love that. Uh, that in this perspective, like if you're looking from the perspective of Jesus and him being a master over it all, you know, that he's looking at what they're holding in their hand. And to us, it's the biggest thing we've experienced. It's the most mind blowing moment we've had with God. You know, maybe it's literally the biggest risk we've ever taken. <laughs> and we're looking at these things and it's not that he's minimizing 
I mean, not entirely. It's not that he's minimizing what we're carrying. It's that he's looking at them knowing how much more we can carry. He's looking at how much more can be done with what we have. You know, so it's not that he he's minimizing to make somebody feel small. He's actually looking at at the talent that is there and what actually is available, you know, what you could really be doing. And so I thought that was really interesting. Friends, it is the middle of the show, and I wanted to let you know something new that is going on here for Let's Talk Kingdom. Today, I want to focus on mini courses and what God is doing there in that environment where you can learn about His voice and how it sounds and and how unique it is to you and What are the things he's doing around you that are confirming direction? So join us for this mini course at ltkradio.com and click on mini courses. We will see you there. It's exciting for the new things that are happening here on Let's Talk Kingdom. Now let's get back to the show. Okay, I was also thinking about something else when it comes to that phrase, faithful over a few things. I was thinking about just that idea, you know, like from a parent to a kid, you know, when you're looking at, you know, a child in your life, a teenager in your life, maybe a young adult, and you've given them something small, you know, something really small to see how they handle it or, you know, what the response is going to be, you know, because what you're wanting to see is, are they going to be able to take care of this thing when it's on a larger scale or when there's more responsibility to it, you know, in this case, you know, it was actually money. And so, you know, when you hand your kids $10 and you tell them how to spend it and you want to see, okay, are you really going to spend that $10 the way I've asked you to, you know, or are you just going to go crazy and spend it however you want, you know, because once they start showing, you know, there's a responsibility to something that's small, then you can trust them with $20. You know, you could trust them with $50 when they get a little bit bigger, right? Like, and how that concept is just so, um, I don't know, like consistent. I mean, it's really a place of where, you know, when the father is looking at his children and he is handing us things all the time, you know, in the kingdom, you know, we are getting handed things as son and daughters, you know, he is saying, hey, you know, I want you to go pray for that person. And and how do we handle that? You know, how do we handle something that feels maybe enormous to us, but he is giving us something small in comparison to, you know, what he sees, like like how big something could go or, you know, maybe the more that he wants to give to you. And, and how do we handle that moment, you know, when I need to go pray for somebody or I need to be kind to a stranger or, you know, if he gives you a, an instant response to be generous and you need to be generous to somebody that's in line behind you or, you know, even to somebody that you've known a while and you actually need to give to them. I mean, those are the types of things I think about that, you know, like in our tangible world, God being a father and saying, listen, I'm giving you something small. It's a, it's just a few things. It's really not a lot, but it carries a lot of value, you know, and that's exactly what was happening here with the talent. You know, the talent <laughs> were massive in value. I mean, like in everything that I read, when it came to the value of what each talent was, 
Um, it was an enormous amount of money. I mean, you know, year after year after year compounded in salary and one talent. And so, first of all, to think that the master would even hand the servants this kind of wealth and say, I need you to take care of this for me. And I want to watch how you're going to do it. I want to see how you're going to take care of it. You know, are you somebody who's going to take care of it and know that it carries value? So maybe, you know, you you let it happen. You know, you keep working with it. You agree with what you have in your hands and and then it grows, you know, or are you aware what you have, but you're afraid to use it? It's such an interesting picture. Okay, so I want to, you know, bring that to us too. like the value of a few things. Well, they carry a lot of value even if they're small. And it's because they are always kind of like that's that pre-step before a bigger thing, you know? So that's how it works in the kingdom. And I laughed actually when I was thinking about that thought with God. But um, okay, so let's keep going because this is like so good. I mean, this whole section is just so good. But I'm still in 21 and 23 of Matthew 25. Um, I will make thee ruler over many things. Now, <laughs> really... This is so counterintuitive for a master to say this to a servant, first of all, because servants were meant to be slaves. In that time frame, that was the term, and they were meant to do what the master said, work when the master asked. They were not on their own schedule. They were on the master's schedule, you know? They didn't get to pick the jobs. You know, the master picked the jobs for them. I mean, literally, they didn't have much choice, but... This is a different master. I mean, you can tell that from the very beginning because he actually entrusted three of his servants, which, you know, in a lot of translations, they're called slaves, um, people who were connected to him um, in in special ways, actually. He actually entrusted them um, with special commitments. So they honored that and would receive from him these talents, but... (laughs) He actually says in this next part to the two that actually um, had, so it was the one who had the 10 talent and the other who had the five talent, um, I will make the ruler over many things. And what that meant, especially in that time frame, was you were going to carry responsibility of other things on the property. You're going to carry responsibility of people. You know, you're going to recarry the responsibility of how things may go here and maybe some of the decisions. And it's amazing to think that a master would be saying this to his servant. Like, it's just, it's so reversed. I mean, of how it typically would go, Um, you know, for the master to give this kind of honoring space to a servant uh, is basically unheard of. So, I mean, you know, it's it feels very, very nuts. <laughs> but this is just the beauty of the kingdom because at this point, this is where the master says, enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. And, um, you know, it's really kind of beautiful when you're looking at the language. Lord is actually um, in the lowercase, meaning he's talking about himself. But when, that's the master, but when Jesus is actually talking about himself as Lord, um, I actually read, you know, how the scripture was doing this. It was actually speaking to two different things at that time, which, you know, a lot of this is, you know, you know, a lot of this is speaking of two different things is speaking of an, a story that would be happening, but then obviously, you know, a connection to the kingdom, but Um, When it says the joy of thy Lord, it's literally meaning what the Lord experiences. So in the first case in scripture, it's 
lowercase l. So that would be referring to the master. So now they get to experience the joy that the master experiences. This could be, you know, the parties. This could be, um, you know, taking a break. (laughs) This could be, you know, doing different things and carrying other responsibilities and being connected to others. And so there is a joy in being a master um, in this way. And he was saying, you actually get to experience now this joy, which is pretty wow. But when you're looking at it now from the next perspective, this is Jesus saying, you now are going to enter into the joy that I carry, the joy that I carry for others, the joy that I carry for my father, the joy that I carry that is beyond Anything else you're facing, I mean, you know, you can go into where joy is in the scripture, but it's amazing because joy is actually something that overcomes weakness and it actually gave purpose for Jesus. And so for joy to be now what they were going to experience um, because of what they've done and how well they did it. Um, This is really a beautiful moment for the kingdom where Jesus is saying, because of what you've done, because of how you've received, you know, because of what you've actually let me um, do in this for you, you're going to experience a joy that nobody else has. It's, it's my joy. It's the joy that Jesus contains. And, and now it's yours to have. And it's, you know, really mind-blowing how Jesus was saying this, like he was letting this kind of mash together and and create this collision, you know, of the real world and then the connection to the kingdom and how, you know, first of all, servants being treated like this and then a servant being given more responsibility, but then to actually say, you're going to receive the joy that I experience being the the Lord here, then um, it's literally the welcoming into the kingdom. It's saying, okay, you were an outsider, but now you're experiencing the joy of the Lord. Like you're now going to experience and be welcomed into something that typically you would not be a part of. Okay. So it's so wow. Like I know that you've been in the scripture before, but as I was like really honing in on this particular one, of course it's repeated there, but it's it's really significant, like the order of it and then the, the phrasing of it has just blown my mind. Okay, so I do want to bring us though one more reversal. And um, I love when God does this in scripture. He does this quite often, especially when he is talking to particular groups of people. But this is real interesting. So I walked you through kind of this amazing perspective of, you know, the master speaking to the servant and how things were being said over the servant. The servant was receiving that and then now even claiming what the the servant is receiving because of that. Okay, all of it's pretty wow. Well, I actually read a little bit of history. The people at the time who were listening to this story as Jesus was telling it, we're not connecting to the fact that Jesus was referring to himself as the master in the story. They were listening to it as actually if they understood the story from their point of view. And so this is so interesting. But 
what I had read from a very, you know, older term explanation is that the people who would have heard this story at that time would have recognized that the servants that went and increased money that the master had given them was actually against the law. (laughs) Isn't that interesting? And the third servant who knew what he had, knew that it was valuable and hid it so that it would not um, be stolen or taken away or uh, be thought of as him growing it in the wrong way, like doing it against the law, that they would have applauded the third person. And here's what's so interesting in the reversal of this. You know, Jesus wanted not only for them to recognize a way that the kingdom is counterintuitive, but he was wanting them to experience and come up against internally where they agree with the law and where the kingdom of God is completely different. And so as they're listening to this story, they are connecting, okay, yeah, let's applaud um, the third guy, but not the first two guy. Wait a minute, what did Jesus just say? Jesus just said, we're going to reward the first two who would have done this against the law. And then now the third one is getting punished. And it, it raised such question in the people who were listening. And so I wanted to even show like this last reversal, how interesting it is. Like, you know, we as kingdom people now, we're looking at this from the perspective that I first talked through, you know, how, um, you know, Jesus is blessing and helping us understand a way he is looking at people who he has given, um, many talents do. And he wants to keep seeing us, you know, go after that and invest in that. But what he was doing here for the people that were listening at the time was to help them interact in a kingdom way, like internally, like where they would have chosen the law. He's asking them to look at a new perspective. And so I just wanted to bring that today. I hope this blesses you. Thank you so much for being here. Olivia wants to offer you a lifetime membership to the mini-course called Direction in Detail. It takes the confusion and doubt out of hearing God's voice and jumpstarts your confidence in listening for God's direction. Get this exclusive offer at ltkradio.com and click on the mini-course called Direction in Detail. Thank you for listening to Let's Talk Kingdom. What a joy to talk about risking on God's voice and the power that you have inside, you are welcome to come and visit us on our website at ltkradio.com. Thanks so much for joining me today. I will see you soon. Thanks again for connecting to Let's Talk Kingdom Radio. We will see you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.